Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number five, Are Carbs the Enemy? And on today's episode, we'll dispel common myths about carbohydrates and share why you're missing out if you limit them in your diet. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We want to welcome back any of our returning listeners and give a big thanks to any new listeners who are checking us out today. We're always happy to have you here. Um, Today, we are talking about carbohydrates or carbs, as they're also called. So honestly, carbs to me seem to be public enemy number one. And people seem to have really strong opinions, whether they love carbs or they hate carbs. So basically, We're going to come right out with our answer. Should you fear carbs? So according to the scientific research, the answer is no. Um, Although I will put one caveat on there that the types of carbs that we choose are very important. And that is what we're going to explain in this episode. That's right. So yeah, I think that was a great lead in. So let's first take a step back a little bit. So what are carbohydrates to begin with? So they are the body's main source of fuel, and they offer a variety of vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. So there's three different types of carbohydrates. So I'll break those down a little bit too. Starches, which are present in plant-based foods like potatoes, peas, corn, beans, rice, and other grain products. Sugars that occur naturally in foods such as fruit and milk. And we'll talk about kind of the difference between natural sugar and added sugar. And of course, then uh, the added sugars are those that are found in highly processed foods such as candy, cake, soft drinks, and so forth. Uh, And then lastly, dietary fiber, which is that indigestible part of plant foods that may help digestive health and heart health. So I think of, um, you know, oats as really being talked about with regards to indigestible uh, fibers because it really does help to kind of lower your cholesterol and some of those things. So those are kind of the three core components of carbs. So what, okay, so this I feel like is really important information to know. What happens in our bodies when we eat carbs? So I'm going to explain this. So hang with me here for a minute. Okay. So we get energy from the food we eat and most specifically carbohydrates. So then carbohydrates are broken down in our bodies into something called glucose, which is the simplest form of sugar. So, and glucose is the main source of energy for the body and the brain. And you may have heard of the word like blood sugar, blood glucose, when you get your fasting blood glucose tested at the doctor. So when you're, you know, after you eat the carbs, your blood glucose levels increase. And to counter that, your pancreas releases a hormone called insulin. And so insulin is basically the vehicle that moves the glucose from your blood into your cells where they use it for energy and perform all the functions around your body. So even at rest, like our bodies still need and our cells still need that energy to function to maintain your proper temperature, digest food, repair muscles. Um, All of that is needed. Your cells always need that energy. So, although what happens, this is a good question, when you consume more calories or more carbs than your body needs right away, so like your cells have all the energy they need right now, that's when the extra gets stored, so Mm -hmm. primarily as fat in the body. So I just wanted to really kind of explain how carbs work. Yeah, I think that does a really great job at explaining how vital, you know, those carbohydrates are for fuel, um, just for the body kind of as a whole. So they really do keep our engines humming, right? right? Literally, (laughs) yes. 
Um, and, that, and that kind of ties into your description of, of uh, the vehicle component. So further, I think it's really important to note there are many protective benefits of carbohydrate foods and eating styles that are built on plant foods. Like, you know, we talk a lot about Mediterranean yes, diet and do. all the health benefits that are, are paired up with that. So some of those health benefits really do tie into lower risk for heart attack and stroke, lower risk for type 2 diabetes, lower risk for certain types of cancer. Of course, increased longevity and quality of life as well. Yet, despite all these benefits, you know, we still see and hear a lot of folks concerned and, and almost phobic around carbohydrates. I know, which I it's, know. Uh, it's, and again, that's really what prompted us to talk about this topic, yes. right? Yeah, no, that really is so true. And really what it comes down to is the type of carbs you're choosing. Exactly. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the first myth we wanted to tackle is that, you know, people say, you know, well, all if it's a carb, it's a carb, like all carbs are the same. And that's not really the case. So I just have two very common breakfast options that we're going to compare. So let's say you make a, ba- um, a bowl. We have old-fashioned oats, and you top that with some fresh fruit and maybe a little granola. So all that, you're getting a very natural source of fiber. There's B vitamins, iron, like so many other vitamins and minerals, and no added sugars. So, And the fiber is what helps to slow down digestion. So you're going to feel fuller longer. Um, all that sugar isn't going to be broken down right away. It's more of like a slow release into your bloodstream. So on, so another example would be like a common like breakfast pastry if you had a donut or something for breakfast. So not really a source of whole grains. You're probably looking at refined grains there. There's added sugar, very little fiber. Um, so that... You know, the fiber isn't there to slow down digestion. So all that fiber or all that sugar, excuse me, gets processed very quickly. You get a rise in your blood sugar. Then you get a fall in your blood sugar. Um, You know, it kind of leaves you hungry again. So it's almost like like I would almost even challenge people to try the breakfast with like the old fashioned oats and fresh fruit and maybe a little granola and see how you feel after that. Then, you know, the next morning, try something like a breakfast pastry and see how you feel after that. Like, how long did it keep you full? What kind of energy do you have? How do you feel in two hours? You know, and that I think will really showcase how different carbohydrates affect your body, even if there's the same amount of calories and carbs Mm -hmm. in both of these options. Yeah, I think those are really two awesome examples. And I think really sometimes to be motivated to make a change in your eating habits, you really have to experiment yourself and And see how you feel one way feels versus another way. So a more nutritious option versus a less nutritious option and just kind of really feeling that, you know, kind of mood swing and changing your energy and so forth. Um, So that's really due to the rapid shifting of your blood sugar uh, with some of those different types of food choices. So then on the other hand, the high quality carbohydrates that are in those uh, oats or whole wheat bread, you know, that's really rich in fiber. And that fiber helps to temper blood sugar by slowing down the absorption Mm -hmm. of sugar into your bloodstream after the meal. Um, So that's really kind of what helps to provide that long lasting energy and helps to keep you uh, fueled and then full for hours. Right. Um, It's kind of that component of of the fiber. Yeah. So it's that long lasting energy that what is what we really want to strive for. So when we think about foods that are going to give us that most long-lasting energy, the nutrient-rich carbs in there also have the fiber. So we're looking at, you know, basically all of your fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. Um, And then whole grains. So brown rice, whole wheat pasta, quinoa, um, any other whole grains. When you're shopping for breads or bagels or buns or English muffins or tortillas, you know, look for 100% whole grain. Mm -hmm. Um, Cereal, 
very easy mm-hmm. to find whole grain cereals now. Um, so de- you know, make sure whole grain is the first ingredient. Um, your oatmeal, and then other you know good sources of carbs: beans and legumes, and then also our dairy products. You know, the milk and the yogurt. So, trying to focus as much as you can, getting those really good types of carbohydrates in your diet. Definitely. And when you see and kind of like hear all these different options, I mean, it it really does make sense that carbohydrates are generally of a higher percentage in our diet compared to some of the other components. They are like most of what we eat is carbs. So that's carbohydrates versus protein versus fat. So generally we do consume more uh, carbohydrates. So, you know, I think another great myth, um, you know, we kind of cringe when we hear this because this is a very common one is, you know, that carbs are fattening or I need to reduce and cut out carbs to lose weight, which is just really not the case. So we kind of covered this a little bit earlier. So as Catherine said, when you're eating in excess, regardless of the calories that are coming from carbohydrates, fat or protein, of course, that's where the risk for increased weight and weight gain could occur. So there's some studies that have found that a whole grain intake as well as fruit intake can actually be associated with a reduced risk for weight gain, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is so notable. So again, this is provided that you don't exceed your calorie needs. And we kind of make the correlation that if you're again, eating those whole grains, eating the fruits, that it's likely associated with higher nutrient content and fiber content that comes from this um, eating pattern and which really then yields more satiety or feelings of fullness and you know your overall calorie control is better right. right so then Beth what are some foods that don't have all that fiber in it yeah exactly so that's probably what you want to hear right listener like what would we suggest to kind of maybe limit a little bit more so as a reminder some of those would really be you know crackers pretzels um, you know chips maybe muffins cookies cakes pastries and things like that mm-hmm. uh, pizza burritos and lasagna so so those are kind of like the mixed dishes right. if you want to consider those ice creams and puddings, um, you know, candy, soda, sweet tea and juice. So those are some things that maybe they don't have the, quite the nutritional value, quite the amount of fiber as some of the other examples we provided. And they just, again, digest more quickly and right. they feel right. hungrier and sooner. Just to, just to note, too, like there's yep. no way that I would ever be able to cut these foods out of my Agreed. diet. Like that's not what we're trying to say. Yes. Like just, you know, not having a muffin or a pastry for breakfast every morning. Like if you're out for Sunday brunch and they have pastries, like for sure enjoy one. Mm-hmm. But this isn't what you want to be eating every morning for breakfast. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really great point. And even something like crackers or, you know, pretzels and things like yeah. that. I think we're snacking, you know, here and there. And I think what we're trying to get at the core about is really kind of dispelling the myths and, and sharing with you, aligning with our philosophy that really everything kind of fits and exactly. there's different ways to include it in your diet and still feel but your best about, and yeah, live very what you're well. choosing most often. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So then to piggyback a little bit on this, you know, low carb, these low carb diets. So there have been some studies to show that they improve your cholesterol levels and insulin sensitivity. However, so a 2013 meta-analysis suggested that the low carb diets don't reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. And in fact, when you restricted your carbs, that was linked with a 30% increased risk of mortality from all causes and a slightly increased risk of cardiovascular events. Um, And Beth did kind of touch on this. So when you are decreasing your carbs, you are missing out on some fiber from the fruits and vegetables and the whole grains. um, And you might be eating other things in place of that that don't have the fiber and all of those good nutrients in there. Um, So it it really comes down to fiber, I feel like, is being our common denominator and like the good 
the good um, aspect of all these whole grains. Definitely. And, And, you know, and and like you noted, too, some of the different nutrients that are in these foods that, you know, you're eliminating if you're not incorporating some of those foods. And I think this also then ties into we would never recommend elimination of a total food group or a variety of food groups such as this just because there are so many opportunities for nutritional intake with some of those different things. Well, I mean, I guess we could say an exception could be if you have a chronic disease or some other like... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, There's not necessarily an all or nothing thing, but just in general for the majority of the population. So I think this leads perfectly into another common myth, which is that eating sugar causes diabetes. Mm -hmm. Um, So sugar consumption will not directly cause diabetes. However, eating too much sugar in general from some of those less nutritious um, you know, choices, as we noted, can potentially lead to weight gain mm-hmm. and then being overweight really is a risk factor for developing yeah. type 2 diabetes. So I think that's a good kind of you know, example there of that it's not directly correlated, but right. overall lifestyle habits, of course, genetics, um, you know, also all yeah. those tie into what your risk for diabetes yeah. would be. And of course, you know, if you do have diabetes, you know, eating, you do have to be careful of your carbon sugar intake um, because, you know, too much could make symptoms worth worse um, and cause some long-term health issues. But, um, and that's because <clears throat> the body is not either producing in- enough insulin or it's the body isn't using it properly. Um, and, and all that blood sugar is left in your bloodstream versus getting into the cells. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I'm the person that likes to know the why behind everything. So like, but I think it helps you understand how these things are working. Exactly. No, I think it kind of just like ties into the overall big picture yeah. of why it comes back to what our recommendations are and, you know, so so on and so forth. So I think it's also important to note that individuals that are living with diabetes can really greatly benefit from meeting with a registered dietitian nutritionist yes. to come up with an eating plan that really balances nutritious carbohydrates and then some of those other foods in their diet. So it's, it's also kind of a myth that someone with diabetes should eliminate carbohydrates right. and not eat fruit and maybe right. not eat different types of whole grains and things. But, you know, with proper education and with, you know, an expert to kind of guide them, you know, you can very well include all of those foods right. in a very nutritious and healthful eating plan. Exactly. Um, and so our final myth here, and I love this one, and this one also makes us cringe, I feel like, is that I can't eat fruit because it has <gasps> too much sugar or too many carbs. I know. Oh, I, just, I know. I'm Again, like, another cringeworthy one. <laughs> (laughs) I know. So, okay, yes, fruit has carbs, fruit has sugar, but it is a natural sugar. And the benefit here, again, comes back to fiber. When Mm -hmm. you're eating the whole fruit, you're getting that fiber in there along with a million other vitamins and minerals. And so that fiber really just helps to release that sugar more slowly into your bloodstream. Um, And this this does make me think about and how, Beth, you were just saying, like diets that cut out whole food groups. So Mm -hmm. keto is extremely popular right now and you can almost eat no carbs. Um, So it's just we just want to caution any one against, you know, trying a diet where you're cutting out whole food groups. Um, And if you do want to try something like that, please seek out a dietitian or somebody who can make sure that you're getting all the nutrients that you need um, from a healthy diet. So, Beth, what's our takeaway tip for the week? Yeah, I think even just kind of going back to that for one moment, I think, you know, if you consider, of course, there's a lot of different diets out there. Yes. And there's a ton of, of those that are very well publicized and you might hear about a lot. But I think the number one rule of thumb when kind of identifying what a fad diet is and what probably potentially an unhealthy path would be is that if it does recommend elimination of right. some of those foods, that's like stop number one. It's probably not right. going to be a long term sustainable approach. So I just wanted to kind of elaborate yeah, that, no, on that's that a, a little great bit. Point, great point. Um, and so, yeah. 
yeah, again, seeking the advice of an expert. So again, I think our takeaway tip, and hopefully this makes you feel like just, you know, really good is that you don't have to fear carbs. No. You know, that hopefully we've helped to, to communicate how important they are to feel well, to, you know, lower risk for chronic disease, to boost energy, and to provide this very vital, vital, <laughs> She's combining <laughs> words here. I don't even know. I think that's vitamin and vital all together. Yeah. Um, those very vital nutrients in your diet. You know, so we do say to include those carbohydrates and to really, again, focus on those types that, you know, really do offer that nutrition and, you know, kind of focus those as the majority of your intake, you know, compared to some others. And, you know, we always do share some of the, the different tips and so forth in our Facebook group. And I know oh, yeah. we'll do that here so we can provide some additional resources and recipe ideas or if you have a question that's where you can always connect with us um you know after the fact i think those would be like my two takeaway tips for sure um so thanks everyone for tuning in today you can get in touch with us by joining the wise dietitians facebook group simply search for wise healthy bites on facebook or you can email us at wise dietitians at wisemarkets.com The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.